Hello and welcome to the Park to Park podcast, where we compare theme park offerings from coast to coast. We don't always see eye to eye, but we'll try. I'm your host, Allie, and as always, I'm joined by CJ, my co-host. How are you doing tonight, CJ? Hey, Allie. I'm doing well. How are you? Doing good. Uh, You know, had a nice dinner, uh, had some carrots. It was great. Nice. We went to Hollywood Studios tonight for a couple hours and uh, saw some of the holiday offerings and rode Slinky Dog Dash and had a good night. That, you know, you having a good night is the perfect transition into what we're talking about today. So again, thank you all for joining us. Uh, Today, we are going to be talking about Disney's Hollywood Studios and Disney California Adventure theme parks. Uh, So these parks, they've got a little bit of overlap. They kind of have the same general, like, theming and ideas in that they're both kind of like Hollywood and California themed. Um, CJ, what are your favorite aspects of each park? So for California Adventure, I really like that it has a very casual, laid back kind of vibe. Um, Disneyland is really like hustle and bustle. And then you walk across the the Esplanade to California Adventure and it's like wide open, spread out. And, you know, it was built in 2001. So by that point, the Walt Disney Company had learned like, hey, we got to like make the walkways wider here than, than the park in 1955. Um, right. <laughs> so like, it, I think that lends to the laid back vibe. And I just it's it's relaxing for me. Um, and I also think it's really easy to find something to do if the lines are long because there's shows and entertainment and like good dining offerings. And I love World of Color. Like to me, no other Disney show comes close to World of Color. Yeah, that World of Color is a phenomenal nighttime show. And if you haven't seen it, boy, you are missing out. Yeah. Yeah, for me, for California Adventure, um, it's kind of all about the food. Um, (laughs) And yes, I worked on these notes before I had dinner. Um, So, you know, you can get Ghirardelli chocolate. Yes. Uh, The clam chowder in a bread bowl is to die for. Uh, The house biscuits at the Carthay restaurant. Oh, my gosh. You just reminded me that those don't exist in Florida, and it makes me so sad. Like, they're so good. (laughs) Literally salivating thinking of those. Yes. Um, And then, you know, California Adventure has, it does have, like, a little food and wine festival. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not not to the scale that Epcot does, but it does have one. Um, You can get drinks. You can get alcoholic drinks. Uh, you can, there, there's just a wide variety of like food types. And as you mentioned, there's also a lot more, it's a lot more open than Disneyland. Um, it's a lot wider. There's more breathing room there. So that's pretty great. Yeah. Now let's talk about Hollywood Studios. What's your favorite part of Hollywood Studios? And you went recently, like a couple months ago. Yeah, I was there about three months ago. Um, mm-hmm. And for me, what I really like is the details. So when you're walking through Toy Story Land and you look at the ground and yeah, that footprint in the ground is a human footprint that's to scale with all the toys around you. And that's just so cool. And you go and you go to, into the Star Tours line and the at-at, sorry, Star Wars fans, I know it's AT-AT, but the at-at is like realistically scaled up there. And oh, it's just like... They put so much attention to the details that I I really love it. It's funny to me that that's your favorite part of Hollywood Studios, because I feel like when we talk about our favorite rides and stuff, like you're not so detail oriented. You're more about the big picture. Like it's a fun attraction or something, whereas I'm yeah. more like Ooh, the story. So it's funny that like the story stuff is your favorite part of this park. Yeah, it's just it's very entertaining to look at for me. It's very visual. And I think that the theming stands out 
more to me in Hollywood Studios than it does in some of the other parks. Interesting. Well, my favorite part of Hollywood Studios is the fact that there's something for everybody to do. You've got some great thrill rides. You have um, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, Toy Story Land. You've got the new Mickey and Minnie ride. Like there's a little bit of of something for everybody. Um, And the Indiana Jones show is one of my favorite things and it's coming back next month and I'm so excited. And then Rock and Roller Coaster is like hands down in my top three favorite rides at Walt Disney World. So there's just a lot of fun things to do. And now, just to that. clarify, uh, we are recording this in November. So what month is the Toy or not Toy Story, the Indiana Jones <laughs> show coming back? December. And I think it's like December 9th or 12th, 17th so, maybe. <laughs> so probably by the time this comes out, it will be back and all of the Indiana Jones fans will rejoice. Yes, myself <laughs> included. <laughs> So when did Hollywood Studios open and how big is it? Yeah, Hollywood Studios opened May 1st, 1989, and it's 135 acres. And um, in 2019, you know, we're looking at stats for how many people visited the park and things have been weird. So we're going back to 2019 and they had 11.4 million visitors just about. So quite quite a good amount of people visited that park. Yeah. And then uh, California Adventure opened on February 8th, 2001, and it is only 72 acres, so uh, about half the size of Hollywood Studios. Yeah. Um, and in 2019, it had just shy of 10 million visitors. Yeah, that's, and that's pretty I, good for DCA. Yeah, it's <laughs> a lot of people. Yeah. And um, I was actually there the first month that it opened in February 2001. I was uh, but a wee child at the time. Uh, I was less than 10 years old. Um, so I have just vague memories of it. I remember going on the Orange Stinger ride, which is now the Silly Symphony Swings, and it made my friends sick. Um, the I remember the sunglasses with the, the dinosaur wearing sunglasses. That was a little souvenir shop. Yeah. Um, I have a vague recollection of going on Superstar Limo. <laughs> that, and that's the only ride there that I never went on. So I'm like quite jealous that you went on it at all. Yeah, you weren't missing anything. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's, um, that's what I've heard. I, I also remember, mainly because we got a picture um, in front of it, the fountain that was there where the um, Carthay Circle restaurant is now. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, the iconic California letters out in front of the park entrance. And every time I went that trip and every subsequent trip as a teenager and into, well, probably not into my 20s because they would have been gone by then, I always had to take my picture in California's a-hole. <laughs> That's pretty funny. So for our listeners who like didn't go to California Adventure during this time, there are these giant letters that just spelled out California in front of the park. And they were what, probably 15, 20 feet tall. They're huge. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're huge. And you can really easily take your picture with them. And a lot of people did. So especially if you're like me and your first initial is one of the letters that's in California. So well, see, you could spell your whole name because you could do A, two L's, and an I. And I came so, my real name is Caroline. And if there is an E, I could have done it, but there's no E in California. So I, I could have so been close. Carolyn or just C. <laughs> <laughs> so kind of sad for me, but that's okay. Um, so speaking of the California letters and them not being there anymore, something these two parks have in common is that they've both gone through major transformations over their their lifetime. So Allie, what are some changes and you know additions and subtractions to California Adventure? 
Yeah, one of the first things that they did in 2002 was they added Flix Fun Fair, which is also known as a Bugs Land. And if you've been there recently, you know that that also no longer exists. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the, that's now the Avengers Campus. Uh, the real, really, the biggest overhaul for California Adventure was between 2007 and 2012, when they redid the entire park entrance um, to Buena Vista Street. They added the Little Mermaid ride. The Cars Land opened. Uh, World of Color started in around 2010, and it just completely changed the feel of the park. It, you know, it really made it more cohesive, and it the whole thing has like a Coney Island era feel to it now. Mm-hmm. Where last time it was, I, I read that it was more of like a postcard of California feel, where now it's all cohesive. Yeah, and that postcard theme was that they were going for with those California letters. Like if you were looking at it from Disneyland, because okay, for our listeners who haven't been, Disneyland and California Venture like look at each other across an esplanade. Like you can walk, you can take two minutes and walk from one park to the other. Um so if you're standing at Disneyland looking at California Adventure, you saw the California letters and there were these um mosaics on the side of like different scenes from California and then the Golden Gate Bridge in the background and it was supposed to look like a postcard but it didn't really work out very well I don't I don't think like it was pretty but I I don't think postcard I think ooh California letters yeah and you know you saying all that and me putting together putting the mental picture back together in my head I'm like oh yeah that is totally a postcard but I never got it at the yeah. time yeah and <laughs> I think maybe if they tried a little harder they probably could have pulled it off but the way it was executed, it just didn't work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then in the back, remember they had that sun fountain. Yeah. That's the fountain that I got my picture in front of. Yeah. Way back in February 2001. <laughs> yeah. So that's like the backdrop behind the Golden Gate Bridge and the postcard view they were going for. Um, yeah. But yeah, now that now it's like Hollywood when Waltz arrived. Yeah. Very 1920s. It's It's a really, really cohesive feel, I think, throughout the entire park. Yeah. And, you know, Hollywood Studios, it's funny because DCA copied Hollywood Studios in a lot of ways. You look at like the entry gate, like the turnstiles, they look the same. It's that same like greenish color, mm-hmm. with, like the silver trim, right? Um, the, the main street that you walk down looks a lot like Buena Vista Street. Um, but yeah, they've added Sunset Boulevard, which added Tower of Terror. Um, the backlot area and Streets of America are gone. Like there's maybe a very, very small section over by Muppets, but doesn't exist anymore. Um, Great Movie Ride's gone, which was a personal favorite of mine. Um, They added Toy Story Land, Galaxy's Edge, and Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Um, But yeah, what's kind of sad is that there's no more opening day attractions from Hollywood Studios anymore. I I was reading like fun facts and it said there's no more opening day attractions. And that's just sad. Like for, for me, the history girl, that's a little sad. Um, but the changes that have come have brought some of the greatest attractions to the park. You know, um, yeah. looking at the immersion that Galaxy's Edge provides, like that's really cool, right? Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway is a really good family ride. Um, yeah, it's just gone through a lot of changes as well. Yeah. And with California Adventure, um, by my calculations, and this may be wrong, but there are only three opening day attractions that are unchanged. Uh, Grizzly River Run, the water ride, the Golden Zephyr, and Jumpin' Jellyfish, which, I mean, only one of those is really kind of an e-ticket ride. The rest of them, they're... Eh. They're good rides, <laughs> don't get me wrong, but Grizzly is really the only e-ticket of those three. Right. Yeah, the other one that you could 
maybe add with Soren because sometimes they bring back Soren over California, but now it's Soren around the world, which I don't know. A lot of like Disneyland fans are like, why is it not Soren over California permanently? Yeah. <laughs> it's the hot take. Soren over the world was definitely a downgrade. Oh, absolutely. I don't. <laughs> I don't think a lot of people would disagree with that. I think <laughs> I think most people like the Californian version better. <laughs> All right, let's talk about like arriving to the park. So Allie, how do how do you get to California Adventure? The same way you get to Disneyland, only you make a right instead of a left or a left <laughs> instead of a right, depending on uh, which way you come in on. <laughs> yeah, and that's like the beauty of Disneyland. Like it's so compact. It's like you just walk there, you know, you leave Disneyland and like California, Adventures, you could throw a rock at it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's literally like a football field away from the entrance yeah. to Disneyland. Now, the only difference for um, Disneyland and California Adventure is there is no monorail stop in California Adventure. The monorail does go through it, but it does not stop. Yeah. If you have a ticket to Disneyland, but not a ticket to California Adventure, that's kind of a cool way to see California Adventure. Um, it's a very quick ride through dca but hey if you only got one day and you're doing disneyland you might as well get a free tour of dca right yeah (laughs) so at hollywood studios it's similar to some of the other parks so you just park right in front of the park which is so nice um magic kingdom doesn't have that you got to take other transportation once once you've parked um but at hollywood studios you just park right up front and you walk in because the trams still aren't running If you're arriving from a resort, you can take a bus, Um, but there are some resorts that have Skyliner access, and that just drops you off right at the entrance. It's so easy. Um, From the Boardwalk Resorts, you can take a boat if you want, or there's a walking path if you're feeling like you got to get, I don't know, 40,000 steps in instead of 30,000 steps in. Um, And then from Epcot, you could also take the Skyliner, walk, or boat. Now, what are what are your feelings on the Skyliner? Because for me, being afraid of heights, it's um, you would severely have to twist my arm to get me to go on it. You know, I like it. It's nice because, okay, in California, it's so easy to park hop, right? And in Florida, mm-hmm. it's a little bit more tricky. And when you have a stroller, it's even trickier because to get on um, the monorail, I'm sorry, to get on the bus or to go back in our car, we obviously have to fold up the monorail or <laughs> fold up the monorail, <laughs> fold up the stroller. Okay. I, my say, folding up the crazy. monorail, that's a whole nother talent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So folding up the stroller to get on a bus or back in our car is just annoying. Right. Um, so from like an ease perspective, I really like the Skyliner. It makes park hop. There's days where we like go to Epcot and then we um, take the Skyliner over to Hollywood Studios, like do one or two rides and then go back to Epcot. Um, however, I have heard, you know, there's been some times where there's been delays, multiple hour delays. And I think to myself, do I want to be stuck in the Skyliner with both of my children by myself? So if the weather is looking iffy or I get a bad feeling, I don't go on the Skyliner. It's like, for me, it's like a gamble, a calculated gamble. Yeah, trust your gut. <laughs> but, you know, I, I do the same thing with the monorail because if there's lightning, the monorail can have some difficulties. So if it's looking like it's going to rain, I just don't even bother with the monorail because I that's like worst case scenario for me and a monorail with like no air conditioning and my children stuck in the stroller wearing masks like uh, it just does not sound fun (laughs) yeah yeah so let's talk about kind of how um these parks are laid out 
Now, for Disney California Adventure, you go through the turnstiles and you're on Buena Vista Street. Lots of shopping down Buena Vista Street. Um, and then to get to the different lands, I'm going to just kind of go in a... Is it clockwise or is it counterclockwise? I think I wrote down clockwise, but it is ca- actually counterclockwise. <laughs> oh, I yeah. must have been tired when I did this. No, I think <laughs> what you're doing is you're looking at the map. And if you're doing like a bird's eye view, it's one way and then... I think you just had the map oriented. Yeah, differently. Google Maps just automatically oriented it upside down to, you know, yeah. the, the part the physical park map. Anyways, going in on Buena Vista Street, going clockwise, uh, to the left you have Hollywood Land, which to me always felt like Hollywood Studios, but in miniature. Yes, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> uh then going up from there you have Avengers Campus, which is brand new. Uh, then you have Cars Land, Pacific Wharf, Pixar Pier, Paradise Gardens Park, which is the largest land in the park, according to Wikipedia, and the land that I didn't know the name of until yesterday, and Grizzly Peak. <laughs> well, to be fair, I don't know if it's always been called Paradise Gardens Park. I think it's gone through some like identity crises throughout its, <laughs> its life. Um, what's kind of funny to me is that Pacific Wharf counts as a land because there's just restaurants and the bread tour and Ghirardelli. Hey, don't discount the bread tour, man. I know. The, bre- the bread tour is good, but, like, there's no rides. It's quick service dining, the bread tour, and Ghirardelli's. And a nice photo op with a giant net of fish. This is true. And the baby care center is there. I don't remember where first aid is. Oh, first aid's up front, but the baby care center is there, too. Um. Okay, so Hollywood Studios... I'm not going to lie. When I'm there, I get kind of turned around. Um, there's there's like random nooks and crannies that like I, I kind of get a little lost in. Um, but Hollywood Boulevard is like the main street of Hollywood Studios. And it's very similar to Buena Vista Street. It's shops and it's from the same era as, as um, Buena Vista Street. If you go to the right, you've got Sunset Boulevard, which like dead ends into Tower of Terror, Rock and Roller Coaster, and the Lightning McQueen show. You can't go anywhere from there. So you've got to like come back out. Um, then you've got like the Echo Lake area where you've got a couple of restaurants and the Frozen Show. There's the animation courtyard off to the right. There's Commissary Lane where there's some restaurants and a meet and greet. Here's Grand Avenue, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge way in the back, Toy Story Land on the other side in the back. Um, and what I've noticed is that unlike some of the other Disney parks, there isn't really a central hub and spoke pattern. You know, like we see um, Mickey and and the Walton Mickey statue that like spokes out into other lands. And we see Spaceship Earth kind of as like the gateway to other lands. It doesn't really exist in Hollywood studios, in my opinion. Um, Like I guess Grauman's Theater, the Chinese theater is the closest thing, but you kind of circle around it instead of like, through it if that makes sense yeah and i think that's kind of the same case with california adventure i would say if there's like a center point icon that you like can see to anchor yourself to i would say it might be the grizzly head on the top of grizzly peak Mm -hmm. but that's definitely it's not it's not really the park icon um yeah it, it was at one point it absolutely was there was merch with it all over the place um but 
yeah, there's there's not like I'll meet you at the hub. And there, to be fair, there is a statue of Walt and Mickey on Buena Vista Street, but it's really not the hub and spoke of Disneyland right. and Magic Kingdom and some of the other parks. Right, and that actually, it's it's good that you mentioned that because the reason you know why the reason that statue's on the ground is supposed to like on a pedestal. I don't. Oh, this is some good trivia. So at California Adventure, like Ali was saying, there's a statue of Walt and Mickey, and it's kind of off to the side, and they're on the ground. Like, you can put your arm around Walt and and take your – and it's totally fine. You can walk all the way around it, get up close, touch it, whatever. The reason why it's on the ground like that is because Walt started out just like a normal person, like you and me, right? Like, he showed up with his suitcase to L.A., and that's where his story began. And so it's trying to make the guest – feel that as well like I'm I'm just like well I can do I can create all these crazy things right um so I think that's kind of cool a suitcase and a dream yes <laughs> <laughs> um now talking about the park icons I think both of these parks have kind of struggled to identify what their icon is because at Cal I'm sorry at Hollywood Studios they have used Tower of Terror as their icon. They've used the Chinese theater as their icon. For a while, they had the giant sorcerer hat up front for like the year 2000 celebration, which also was used as its icon. Um, and I think California Adventure has gone through a similar problem. Yeah, they've used Grizzly Peak. They've used Grizzly Peak with the Ferris wheel in the background, which doesn't it doesn't actually visually line up when you're in the park. Yeah, and like, they have like the roller coaster too as part of that. Yeah. Yeah, they just, they, I really feel like they couldn't pick one, so they picked, like, three, and, yeah. like, that was the worst option. Yeah, yeah, I mean, think about Disneyland and Magic Kingdom. You got the castle, obviously. Mm -hmm. There's Spaceship Earth and Tree of Life for the other two parks. So, mm -hmm. I don't know, these two parks, they've gone through changes, they have a little bit of an identity crisis. It's okay, they're good little parks, but, you yeah. know, just like, just like us, they've got some issues. Yeah, everyone has an identity crisis sometimes. It's okay. We still love them. Yes, we do. Let's talk about how many attractions are in these parks. Allie, DCA, lay it on me. How many attractions? Okay, so just a couple points of clarification before I give you the number. I mentioned the Ferris wheel. Um, there are two options for the Ferris wheel. You can do a swinging car, which is fun if you like hating yourself, um, or you can do a stationary car, which is fun if you like Ferris wheels. Um, so I did not... <laughs> I did not differentiate between the two. The Ferris wheel counted as one ride. Mm -hmm. um, there are some holiday overlays for Halloween and for Christmas. Um, and I, I didn't count those as a separate ride. Yeah, um, those are just for Cars Land? Right? Yes, the only ones I saw were Cars Land. I think Guardians of the, Gal Guardians of the Galaxy does Monsters After Dark. Yes, I yes. saw that too. Yeah. Um, and then, as we mentioned earlier, Soarin' Over the World versus Soarin' Over California, that only counted once. So I came up with a total of 28 attractions. Okay, meanwhile, at Hollywood Studios, I counted 14, including Star Wars Launch Bay. Um, this does not count any of the shows, because for some reason, the shows are listed as entertainment at this park. But I know some other parks have the shows listed as attractions. Yeah, so the numbers are, are kind of misleading. I didn't count, or did I count shows? I'm not sure if I counted shows or not. Uh, <laughs> but in any case, these numbers are a little bit misleading because the shows at Hollywood Studios are definitely attractions. Um, yeah. When I when I was there in August and it was I was melting because it's August in Florida. Um, 
we went and saw the Frozen show, and that was a hoot and a half. I actually haven't seen that, so don't spoil it for me. <laughs> um, yeah, actually, this is a point that we wanted to talk about. We were using mostly the Disney website to look this up, and we noticed that Disneyland shows are listed a lot as attractions, but that's not necessarily the case at Walt Disney World, and that is very weird, and I'm not sure why they would change that between coasts. I have no idea. Yep, it's a little weird. Um, so let's talk about shows. Um, so Hollywood Studios, I counted four shows um, that are not counted as attractions, like Beauty and the Beast, Frozen, Little Mermaid, and Indiana Jones. Little Mermaid is still not running. It's like dark, and they have not said anything about it, it coming back. Beauty and the Beast is is back, Frozen is back, and Indiana Jones is coming very soon. Um, and then there's attractions that are shows but are counted as attractions. Lightning McQueen's Racing Academy, Muppet Vision, there's a Mickey and Minnie Short, and then Walt Disney Presents. So that's another four um, for a total of eight. And then for some reason, the Disney Junior dance thing did not pop up as either a show or attraction. So really, there's like nine shows. And at California Adventure, I counted somewhere in the family of 16. Now, a lot of those are seasonal holiday shows. They have a holiday dance show, the Viva Navidad Street Party, lots of holiday concerts with different different, different musicians. Groups, yeah. yeah. Um, and the Holiday Toy Drummers, which if you've seen any, like, Christmas parade, you know exactly what, they're, what I'm talking about. Yeah, and they're so cool. They're so cool. And, I mean, they're so talented, too. It's amazing. Yes. yes. <laughs> Um, in addition to the holiday shows, um, you got Turtle Talk with Crush, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. um, there's, I counted the Animation Academy. It's a little show and you get to take home. It's the best free souvenir. I have so many of them. Mm -hmm. um, the Hyperion Theater, there is nothing there right now. Um, it used to have Aladdin followed by the Frozen musicals, which were, I never saw Frozen, but Aladdin was amazing. It was very well done. And I have no doubt that Frozen was as well, if not better. Um, the Avengers Campus has mini shows where you can see Spider-Man flying. Um, right now, there's a preview of the new Eternals movie. Uh, there's also CJ's favorite, the Mariachi Divas. Oh, gosh. No, they're <laughs> not my favorite. I know they're, like, Grammy Award winning and stuff, but they're usually hanging out at the seating area for some of the restaurants. And we like eating over there because it's peaceful. And then they come up and do their mariachi music. And I'm just like, I need a break from the music. This is why I'm over here. <laughs> Please don't play your instrument in my face. Yeah, they're, they are extremely talented. But, yes, I'll give um, them that. We, we are not always the biggest fans of the timing of, yes. <laughs> of their shows. Yes. Um, and then I just have to give a shout out to the Phineas and Ferb show. Um, that was, that holds a special place in my heart. Phineas and Ferb is my favorite Disney show of all time. And I was at the last performance of that. And so were the creators of Phineas and Ferb and the voice of Phineas. And like, I got my pictures with them. And I mean, I'm tearing up now thinking of it. It was so good. <laughs> they used to have that high school musical show too. Remember that? Yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah, really, really capitalizing on the on the hotness there. Um, but yeah. you know, High School Musical is making a comeback, so maybe that show will also make a comeback. <laughs> we yeah, don't know if they haven't trashed the little float that they have. <laughs> <laughs> it was weird. It was like this this little float they rolled out and just parked there, and then they would like dance and sing, and they'd roll it back 
stage again. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah, yeah, that was, I mean, High School Musical was very popular, so. It I was, mean, yeah. Go Wildcats. Yeah, <laughs> Wildcats, we got spirit. Okay, <laughs> let's move on to rides. Um, so at Hollywood Studios, there's only nine. That's that's a surprisingly low number, because I feel like every time I've been to Hollywood Studios, yeah, I've been just so busy every time I've been there. Yeah, there's the Alien Swirling Saucers, Runaway Railway, Smuggler's Run, Rock and Roller Coaster, Slinky Dog, Star Tours, Tower of Terror, Toy Story Mania, Rise of the Resistance. And at California Adventure, you have 18. Um, so I didn't list all of those, um, but I listed the ones that you can that you can't get at any other U.S. Disney theme park, which is still 15 of those. Yeah. So you have the uh, Golden Zephyr. Goofy's Sky School, which was formerly known as Mulholland Madness, Grizzly River Run, Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout, which is very, very close to Tower of Terror. In fact, it used to be Tower of Terror, but they they reskinned it. Mm -hmm. uh, you have the Incredicoaster, which was formerly California Screamin', again, just a reskin. The Inside Out Emotional Whirlwind. Jesse's Critter Carousel, Jumpin' Jellyfish, Luigi's Rollicking Roadsters, which is currently Luigi's Joy to the World. Uh, you have Mater's Junkyard Jamboree, which again is currently Mater's Jingle, Mater's Jingle Jamboree. Um, and that's essentially the same ride as Alien Swirling Saucers, just with a different skin on it. You have the Monsters, Inc. ride. You have the Pixar Pal Around, which is the Ferris wheel. You have Radiator Springs Racers. You have the Silly Symphony Swings, which used to be the Orange Stinger. Uh, and you have Web Slingers, which is a new Spider-Man ride that I have never been on and did not know of its existence until yesterday. <laughs> you didn't? Where have you been? I didn't. I've been okay. in Texas. <laughs> okay. N neither of us have been on Web Slingers or to Avengers Campus, in case you couldn't tell. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of these, like... Some of them are very, very unique to California Adventure, like do not exist anywhere else. And some of them are so similar to other rides, like Grizzly River Run is close to Cali River Rapids in Animal Kingdom. But in my opinion, Grizzly River is better. There's more than one hill, for starters. Like, it's just a better ride. Um, yeah, I mean, DCA has a lot of rides. Yeah. Yeah, I'm noticing a theme emerging. I don't know about you, but like overall number of attractions was like roughly 14 in Hollywood Studios to 28 in DCA. Shows was about eight in Hollywood Studios to like 16 in DCA. Rides is nine to 18. It's like double the amount in yeah. California Adventure. In half the space. Yeah, and that's like a, something that's that's true for both Disneyland and California Adventure, right? They have a smaller yeah. space, but they make better use of the space that they do have. Yeah, I agree with that. So restaurants, Hollywood Studios has about 27. That does not include like the carts. Um, that includes counter service locations. So like, um, you know, that dinosaur Gertie uh, Echo Lake. I, I can envision it, but I haven't actually okay. been up to it. <laughs> There's like a counter service thing there. So like that, that counts. Um, quick service counts, obviously, and table service, of course. So roughly 27. Um, they rack up a lot in uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge because you got the milk stand and there's like the kettle corn place and Ronto Roasters. 
Uh, plus, they've got a Fantasmic dessert package as well as a dining package, neither of which are offered right now because, you know, COVID. Um, then there's the Jingle Bell Jingle Bam holiday dessert party, which also is not currently offered because they're not doing the Jingle Bell Jingle Bam show right now. Don't know if it's coming back. Status unknown. And then they have a dessert party for the Star Wars fireworks show, which also is not going on right now. I don't know if they're bringing it back. Um so yeah, four four specialty packages plus twenty seven restaurants. So at California Adventure, I counted somewhere in the family of thirty seven restaurants. Um, I may have accidentally counted something with wheels, but I tried not to. Um, yeah, there's, yeah, I there's noticed, a lot. I know, when you were like reading through the list and you were saying, "Oh, Senor Buzz's churros," like the some of the churro cards have names like that, you know? Yeah. And I, I don't notice that so much at Walt Disney World. And, you know, to be fair, I think it was just that one, just because, you know, when Buzz Lightyear goes into <laughs> Spanish mode, it's, you know, a really great comic relief for those movies. So to have Senor Buzz have a churro cart, mm-hmm. like, it makes sense at Pixar Pier to have yeah. that. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. And then sometimes they do, um, as far as, like, packages and stuff, they've done a World of Color dessert party before, and they've done dining packages at Carthay Circle, Um for that show as well as Frozen. And I feel like the Italian restaurant, they've offered dining packages in the past. But, you know, things are weird now with COVID, so. Everything is weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's let's move on to meet and greets. You can meet, you know, in norm- we're assuming normal times here. You can meet a lot of characters at Hollywood Studios. You can meet, mm-hmm. like, BB-8s hanging around in Star Wars Launch Bay, and then you can see... Um, the characters walking around Galaxy's Edge. You can meet like Toy Story friends over in Toy Story Land. Um, if you're into cars, make sure you go do Lightning McQueen's Racing Academy because you can see Cruz Ramirez and DJ right outside the car show. Um, there's a dance party area where you can see the characters dancing, but you can also like out front, sometimes they have Disney Junior characters out there. Um, there's some more Pixar characters you can meet, like Edna Mode sometimes comes out, and and um, The Incredibles over at Pixar Place. Mickey and Minnie Mouse have their own meet and greet. There's a Frozen meet and greet. So in normal times, there's a ton of opportunities to see characters. Nowadays, there's character dining at Hollywood and Vine. Hollywood and Dine, sorry. Um, there's cavalcades, which all the other parks have as well. Um, and then Star Wars Land is still doing the characters, but they're, like, up high they're not walking amongst the people. Um, and then Donald has shown up, um, like watering the lawn around, um, like the entry area kind of, <laughs> um, in the grass. So that's adorable. Some, yeah. Sometimes the characters show up like around the grass or stuff like that in a, in a distanced way. And at California Adventure, there were three listed on the website, but CJ pointed out a fourth one that wasn't listed on the website. Uh, so in Radiator Springs, uh, you can meet Radiator Springs friends. You can meet Tomater. You can meet Lightning McQueen. Uh, DJ and his crew will occasionally roll yeah. down the streets there. Yeah, and they do that little dance thing. Yeah, they do a little dance show. And then Red. Remember Engine Red? Yes! Yes, Engine Red, like the fire truck is out there, which is so cool. And unlike at Hollywood, Hollywood Studios, they're just sitting there. They're not moving. They're not talking. What do they do at Cars Land, though? They they move, they talk, they blink. 
Yeah. Like they, they drive through cars land. Yeah. They drive through, which is so cool. So immersive. <laughs> Realism, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can also meet Mickey and friends on Buena Vista street. Uh, there are Pixar friends on, of course, Pixar pier, and you can meet Avengers characters at Avengers campus as well. Yeah. And what I love about Mickey and friends on Buena Vista street is they're wearing like old style costumes, like 1920s kind of costumes. Which yeah. is really cool. Now, for a time, you could meet Oswald. Do you know if that's still a thing? I don't know. That's a good question. Because he was there for a while, and then he went away, and then I think he came back. So I'm not 100% sure about that. All right. So that's a question for our listeners. Let us know. Tweet us. Uh, Instagram us. Send us an email. If you know if Oswald is still there, let us know, because we would love to hear. Yeah, Oswald was such a cool character to me because he was—he wasn't really anywhere in um, Hollywood Studio. He has like a shop or something at the entry, I think. Maybe I don't even know if that's—if that's true. I don't remember. I mean, you were there literally two hours ago, and you didn't. I know, I know, I know. (laughs) I—I feel like on the right at the gas station, maybe where they do the stroller rental. I, my brain is like not calculating that right now. Let's move on. <laughs> What's our next topic? <laughs> the nighttime entertainment. Now, California Adventure is a little bit limited here for most of the year. It's pretty much just World of Color, which is a fantastic show, and you definitely should not miss it. But that's kind of it for most of the year. Now, I say most of the year. During Halloween time, you got the Oogie Boogie Bash and other Halloween events. Um, so there's no Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party on the West Coast. It is Oogie Boogie Bash instead. Um, so you can see the Headless Horseman. You can go trick-or-treating. The Redwood Creek Challenge Trail becomes the space to meet the villains. Uh, there's a Halloween parade. There's a trick-or-treat show at Disney Junior. So there's a lot to do at Halloween. But the rest of the year, it's just World of Color. Yeah, and honestly, as far as parades go for DCA, they've had, um, they did have the electrical parade for a while. They had paint the night for a very short amount of time, I believe. And um, for daytime parades, they've had that Pixar play parade, like, forever. Yeah. Which is a great, it's a great parade. Um, Five, they ha- four, three, three two, two, one. Yeah, go. I know the dance, because my son, my son loved that. Um, <laughs> anyways. They have a very long parade route, and right now they're just not really using it because COVID, again, has has sucked the life out of parades, unfortunately. Um, Okay, as far as Hollywood Studios goes, they're doing a wonderful World of Animation fireworks show right now. They've done a Star Wars show in the past, the fireworks show, and it's actually really good, so hopefully they bring it back. Um, They have Disney Movie Magic, which is a projection show on Grandma's Theater. Fantasmic is a nighttime water firework character show. It's pretty good. Uh, Disneyland has their version as well, but not in California. Sure, it's in Disneyland. And then right now for the holidays, they're doing a show called Sunset Seasons Greetings, which is a projection show on Tower of Terror. We saw that tonight, actually, and it reminded me a little bit of the Small World Holiday Projection Show. Um, only it's a lot taller, obviously, because it's Tower of Terror. Um, but it was pretty good, and it snowed. Or snoped, as I should say. (laughs) So that was was kind of fun. Now that we've got the facts laid out, it's time for the final showdown. Can we see eye to eye? Does one coast stand out above the crowd? CJ, tell me your thoughts. Okay. 
I have so many thoughts. This is very, very hard for me because recently in my ranking of my favorite Walt Disney World parks, Hollywood Studios has gone up the list um, because there's so many great rides there that I enjoy doing, right? Like there's Tower of Terror, Rock and Roller Coaster, Slinky Dog Dash, Mickey and Minnie's. Um, there's just good rides and really good experiences. When I'm looking at the overall picture, <sighs> see, this is so hard. Like there's, there's more to do at DCA and mm-hmm. I feel like that pushes DCA ahead a little bit, even though I like the rides at Hollywood Studios better. So you're saying that for you, DCA is the winner? I think so. And and even when I think about like the extra things to do, like the bread tour, right? You can go get a piece of Boudin Bakery fresh sourdough bread and learn how sourdough bread is made. And that's, you know, that's part of San Francisco's history and part of California's history. And that's a cool experience. And then there's Ghirardelli, which is also part of um, San Francisco and California's history. So there, there's that that you can do. We didn't even talk about like the Grizzly Peak, like recreation area. Like the, there's a huge play area for kids with a bunch of stuff to do back there. Um, so yeah, I, I just think because of the sheer amount of things to do and the variety of things to do at California Venture, I think that's going to take the cake, but it's really, really, really close. It's like 55-45 split for me. Yeah, I want to say that this is actually even a harder choice than um, Disneyland versus Magic Kingdom. Yeah, Like, this is a harder choice for me. Yeah. And, like, I, I can't believe these words are coming out of my mouth. But, CJ, I'm going to have to disagree with you on this one. I want to give this no. to Hollywood Studios. Um, just for me, for one, I really like all the rides at Hollywood Studios. Like, I need Slinky Dog Dash in my life more often than I get it in my life. <laughs> It's so much fun. Um, So all of the rides, frankly, except for Tower of Terror, are winners for me. Um, And then I also, like, yes, California Adventure, the theming got a lot more cohesive when they revamped it. But now with the introduction of, you know, everything's Avengers and everything's Pixar, I feel like they're losing some of that theming that they built up. That's Um, a good point. Whereas I feel like Hollywood Studios you go in knowing you're about to walk onto, you know, five different movie sets and it doesn't lose that cohesiveness for me. You know, you walk in, you know, you're going to go down to Sunset Boulevard and it's going to be one movie set and you're going to go to Toy Story Land and it feels like another movie set. And then Galaxy's Edge is another movie set. That's and a really I interesting like point. It, it um, really is more cohesive in that way for me. That's a really interesting point about thinking of the lands as movie sets because people have said Hollywood Studios has lost some of the Hollywood in favor of going after IPs, you know, intellectual um, properties. But thinking of each of those areas as an individual movie set, that's a good way of tying back the Hollywood theme in. And I hadn't picked up on that, but maybe that's what they're going for. I hope it's what they're going for. <laughs> what I get from it. And you know thinking about like the way that this the star tours queue is at hollywood studios versus at disneyland like at disneyland there's no theming to the queue really right like it's just the outside of a building and you walk in and like there's the star speeder and like c3po or or whatever right um half of the theming is find the next spot of shade right (laughs) yeah And, and at hollywood studios you're like walking through the forest with the 
at ats i don't really know star wars very well. um but I yeah it, it feels I like you're there the forest of um kashik the wookie planet when you can see that at at walkers or the at at walkers if you're hardcore um or a real star wars fan i am a big star wars fan like i know it doesn't seem like it but i am a big star wars fan and i think part of the draw for me for Hollywood Studios that edged it out above California Adventure is all the Star Wars stuff because mm. oh my gosh it's so cool it is so cool y'all it's so cool <laughs> it is very cool um but yeah like it, it does feel like you're walking onto the, the the set there they they did a good job with the queue even though the interior of the queue is the same the exterior of the Star Tours queue makes a difference in that park for sure yeah there's a lot more shade too <laughs> yes yes disneyland is kind of lacking in shade in many ways oh uh, you know what i think it's actually endor because think know, about the original star tours i was actually going to say you walk through the forest of endor and then i don't want to sound like a fool but now who's the fool me i got cocky <laughs> i got cocky and i thought oh it's the wookie planet no i was completely wrong it's the forest moon of endor with <laughs> Apologies to everybody who knows Star Wars better than I do, which is probably most Star Wars fans. <laughs> <laughs> so I think this is the first time where we have not seen eye to eye. Yeah, this is our this is our first disagreement, but it was a really tough choice for both of us, I think. Yeah, yeah. And I agree with you that it's harder than Disneyland versus Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Yep. So thank you all for joining us as we discussed our thoughts on California Adventure versus Hollywood Studios. And we want to know what you think. What's your opinion? Do you think one is better than the other? Uh, is Oswald available on Buena Vista Street still? Uh, is it Endor or is it the Wookiee Planet? I mean, let us know. You can tweet us. Uh, you can find us on Instagram. Our handle on both of those is park2parkpod with the number two in it. So park, the number two, park pod. You can email us. You can email us with questions, feedback, future episode ideas, uh, answers to our silly questions, and more at park2parkpod at gmail.com. And if you send us an email, who knows, we might read it during our little outro segment, one of these, uh, one of these episodes. Don't forget to subscribe, uh, leave us a review. We like stars. The more stars you can give us, the better. Uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, if you're on YouTube, give us a like, give us a subscribe. You can, you can, um, I guess, get notifications. I think that's a thing on YouTube now. I've never had a YouTube channel before, but we are also on YouTube. Yeah, if you'd rather our faces. Yeah, if you'd rather this. see our faces, you can watch us on YouTube with yeah, our ridiculous headphones. Yeah, you can see the cat ears that I have mentioned before. <laughs> um, and that's also Park to Park Pod on YouTube as well. Yeah, thank you guys for joining us again. Next time, we have kind of an interesting problem here because Walt Disney World Resort has two theme parks, Epcot and Animal Kingdom, which do not exist at Disneyland. So we're going to be talking about Epcot and Animal Kingdom and finding out if there is something comparable in the general area of Disneyland or if elements of those parks exist at the Disneyland Resort. Mm -hmm. And yes and no. Find yes out no. which by tuning in to the next episode. See you guys next time. Thanks, everyone.